Hey everyone, we just want to remind you that this is just a silly podcast. Yeah, like baby games. Yeah, it's uh, meant to be entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be funny. I mean, it's much fun as you can have bitching. But yeah, go on. I have a ton of fun bitching. Our hate is uh, it's purely hyperbole. There's enough actual hate in the world already, all right? Speak for yourself. I joined the group. We love everyone. We encourage you to do the same. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Heck, you gotta try. And now, on with the show. You should be barricaded in your house and kept off of the street or sterilized, lobotomized, left in a car and heat because the things you say and do tell me your brain cells are with you and that is why I hate you. da 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 Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is And That Is Why I Hate You. I am Matthew. And I am Joaquin. We are uh, in the midst of a return to, to school in our area. So how's it been going for you on your end? Are the kids settling in okay? Uh, my son just started kindergarten, so he's having a bit of a transition. Um, the teacher is constantly asking, hey, um, so... How do we get him to become more comfortable? I was like, I don't know. I'm not a teacher. He's at home whenever <laughs> I'm with him. You know, that <laughs> that's funny that you say that because, okay, so on, I think, so my son also started kindergarten. I think we talked about that in the last episode. They were both starting kindergarten. Um, we got on the fourth day of school, my wife, not not me, but my wife got an email from the teacher that essentially said, the gist of it was he's having a hard time or he's not following directions. Like he's not following directions. Well, so, you know, when we saw that email, we assumed, Oh my, you know, what is he doing? Is he screaming? Is he throwing a tantrum? Is he, you know, pushing mm-hmm. stuff over? What is he doing to, to cause the teacher to be on the fourth day of school to be sending an email home? So then my wife is also a kindergarten teacher. So she's very familiar with this. And she, uh, so far this year, has been having a rough time. It seems like the entire class, and she has a co-teacher, so there are two teachers, and they but they have a pretty big class. And the entire time so far, uh, these kids are just, I guess, a nightmare. Like they're just. She had a kid try to bite her. She had a kid try to scratch her face. Like I guess they just they will not follow directions, sit still, and they're just awful. They're just not behaving. Period. They're just wow. poorly behaved. Um, so she's having a really rough time. She said she's never. I mean, she's been teaching for. I don't know, 18 years, something like that, maybe. And she said she has never had a class uh, this bad at the beginning of a year. She's she's really disheartened. Anyway, so we we got that note. And we were like, oh, boy, what's going on? So my wife talked to the teacher the following day. And the teacher said, I, I didn't get the whole conversation, but the gist was, yeah, he just seems to be having a hard time with the directions. And we kind of have to go over it with him again. And she was like, was he being belligerent? And she was like, Oh no, no, he's very nice. He just seems to be having a hard time following the directions. And I was like, so she, she kind of went off, I think a little bit, you know, it's the fourth day of school. He's new. It's kindergarten. Uh, I think most kids are probably going to have a hard time adjusting for a few weeks uh, at at the very least. Um, (laughs) So she was, she was pissed. She, she did not have a good, uh, she was not happy about the conversation. And then they started talking about, uh what's it called transitional kindergarten you mean daycare well i i mean so i guess my wife's question was she had heard that the difference between the transitional kindergarten and the regular kinder class was a lot more play time and a little less academic time and she kind of reassured her no no that's not the case at all the teacher and then after they talked about it for quite a while 
the teacher said something along the lines of, you know, and then do the regular kindergarten next year. My wife was like, wait, hold on a second. So you're holding him back in yeah. kindergarten. Right. That's so, what she's, so, so that's what she said. So you're telling me he would repeat kindergarten next year. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So my son can read and write. Perfect. Like very well. He can read a book. Yeah. He can write full sentences. He can count. He knows math. He knows all the shapes. He knows everything. So my thought is maybe he's actually a little bored, maybe. But there's no fucking way he's going to repeat kindergarten. It would be just such a waste of time. Even if there there is some social aspect that maybe he needs to have, you know, ease in better socially. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. So, yeah, she was very, 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 very angry after that call. What the hell happened to trying? Just I don't trying. know. And well, I'm that- talking about on the teacher's part. She could be a great teacher. But you are a kindergarten teacher. Most of your job is babysitting. Most of your job is to transition a child at the age of five or possibly a little older, a little younger. Sure. Into going into first grade. That's why you are not first grade. You are (laughs) kindergarten. Well, well, that was just just the point. And, you know, she said, uh, I have I'm a kindergarten teacher as well. I guess she she finally got the point where she felt the need. And she said, I have a full class of kids that are just straight up belligerent. They do not behave. They're rough. They're biting. They're scratching. They're not listening. They won't stay in their seats. They just it's not that they can't follow directions or they're having trouble following directions. They They just don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to. So, you know, not a great start (laughs) to the year. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, what, what do you do? She talked well, about this. Is, that's know. just one anecdotal story, but I think this is, I think a bunch of different parents, um, are dealing with this because even with my daughter, they sent her home on the third day of school. She didn't misbehave. Mind you, they sent her home because she fell asleep. I don't understand. They said, <laughs> at oh, all. we, we can't get, they, they called my wife, mind you, they have my number and they have my wife's number. Right. I work a part-time job right now because I need to be available for when the kids need to come home or if something happens. Sure. My wife works full-time. She said, call my husband first. In the note, she states to the school, call my husband first. They called her four times. Um, we have the same problem. Uh, I I own my own business and work out of the house. I am home and have basically limitless flex- flexibility. They call her first every time, yeah. and then I don't hear from them. It's, oh yeah, it's, no, th- I don't know my, why. It's my wife called me and said, "Did the school call you?" I was like, "No, what's going on? Is is everything okay?" So there's just like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to go pick up our daughter." So I go to the school, and she's groggy. But, but awake and I talked to the nurse and the nurse asked me is there anything you guys do to you know keep her awake I went no she's home if she wants to take a nap guess what she gets to do she, t- she takes a nap <laughs> so, <laughs> so so you know I, I my, my wife comes home later that night and we finally get to discuss after putting the kids to bed so it's probably around midnight by the time we get to talk and right. um she tells me that the nurse noticed that my daughter was smiling, pretending to be asleep at one point. Now she did fall asleep at one point, but she probably faked not being able to wake up because, you know, at the age bracket that she's in, she's trying people not saying that that's good. Cause if she did that with me, I'd get upset. 
But right. the teacher didn't even give, didn't even try. Like her first thing was to just send her off. The nurse noticed something that the teacher did not notice. And they said, oh, we're going to send her home. So last week they, they called my wife again, did not call me. She fell asleep again. Okay. Is she awake now? It is 1.30. You close at 3. <laughs> yep. You're not sending her home. I don't I don't understand it, but you're right. It it does kind of seem like a lack of willingness to to try. I mean, isn't that what a teacher being a teacher is all about? It's it's helping kids get ready for life and there are hurdles uh-huh. like that that come up, you know, uh some misbehavior, things like, you know, falling asleep, having trouble following directions. Those are common things that happen to children and they're things that have to work through. I think back to when I was in elementary school and I I mean I specifically remember fourth grade. Um, we had a social studies teacher, uh, what was his, his name doesn't matter. And the class was awful. I mean, they were just straight belligerent, but they wouldn't have thought of just calling and saying, you have to come pick the kid up because he's not behaving. You know, they have systems in place in the school to try to deal with that, whether it's some sort of timeout or, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, detention or in school suspension or after school suspension or whatever it may be. Um, but the idea of she fell asleep, so we're gonna call and have you pick her up. I don't, I don't understand that at all. That's it makes defeatist. It, it's completely defeatist. It makes no yeah. sense, and it just seems like something that a student is is something the student needs to get used to. I, again, we're only a week or two into the school year here, mm-hmm. after a summer of you know kids being able to essentially do what they want, having their all the time that they need to themselves, you know, outside of what we request of them going back into a, a schedule like that is different. And I don't know, I, I don't know how your kids were with bedtimes, but my, my kids' bedtimes were kind of hit or miss. You know, sometimes it was on time. Sometimes it was a little late. There were times we wanted to do something. So their bedtimes ended up being a little later because we, we were out later. Um, but it, it just, I don't know. It, it really makes no sense to me. So yeah, I, well, I, I guess. My, my, um, to answer your question, my son is very regular. Like he usually will go to sleep around the same time. Um, but my daughter struggles because she has behavioral issues and she's on some medications for it. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, and so that, that, I mean, that alone. Oh, they, I've been told through. My, they told my wife, well, why don't you, um, have you considered changing her medications or seeing a psychologist? Wait, hold on. What? We've been working with you all last year with her behavior. What is, and are you serious? Oh, we have a whole new faculty. Oh, that's great. It doesn't matter. Those records still should be there. Right. And there's something that the teacher, I believe, is typically uh, tasked with going through before the school year starts to understand each kid. I I know. Yeah. So my wife does special education. So they have the individualized education plans, the IEPs that are, you know, essentially a whole, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a jacket on (laughs) on the student. You know, explaining everything that's like going on with them. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, there there's something, and they have meetings to go over them with the parents. So I don't know. I, I don't. Maybe it's just in this this new age where I think parents are looking for more transparency and are more mm-hmm. engaged with the school when there are things they want addressed. Um, you know, if they're upset about something or mad about something, they're far more likely to reach out and complain and bitch. Uh, teachers have emails nowadays, so it's mm, easy true, to just send true. an email through. I mean, my wife has students uh, 
not students, but their parents, parents. that text her, which I, I, I think is nuts. I, I told her, I don't understand why in the world you would give any of your students' parents your cell phone number, but that's, you know, that's the type of teacher she is. She's willing to answer texts or calls or whatever on weekends if there's something that comes up. But I don't know. It's it's really disheartening to to have the school year start off that way. Um, yeah. Well, don't. And, and don't get me wrong with all the bitching that we're kind of doing about it. I understand that one, being a teacher is very stressful, depending on the district or where you go, where you work sure. in. Um, I also understand that being a teacher is potentially dangerous. You might have anxiety being a teacher, especially with, you know, the constant dangers that involve being in the school setting. But sure. understand that one school in America right now is stressful for anyone that has any attachment to the school mm-hmm. um, because we are trusting the school with our progeny. And not only are we worried about, you know, students hurting each other, students doing awful things to one another. We're afraid of teachers doing awful things to the students. We're also afraid of some rando coming in with a weapon and hurting somebody we are afraid of a million different things. So don't think that my sympathy is lost on you. But when you take up a certain profession, when you take up a certain um, identity, when you put out a certain type of, I'm going to use the word energy, but um, projection of yourself, you take on the responsibilities that are underneath those. And you are, as a parent, I have the responsibility to make sure my child's, my child, my children are taken care of, they're fed, that they have access to an education beyond what I can provide for them. As a teacher, you should be more than willing to work with me as a parent and the 60 other parents you might have an attachment to, 60 to 80 other parents you have to, they go, hey, I'm going to create this network for this to happen. But- now that I'm there with the teacher, we have to go to the administration that needs to do their part in that responsibility as well. Because guess what? Everything else has changed. The school system has not changed progressively enough for it to be adequate for a teacher to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I haven't really thought of it that way, but you're right. I don't feel like the school system has really evolved at all in that respect, you know, even since we were kids, but nope. yeah, to, to your point, no, no, no sympathy lost. Again, my, my wife's a teacher. I know firsthand, you know, the troubles that can come with that and the stresses that can come with that and the anxieties that could come with that. And I mean, she worries just purely about, am I, you know, doing what I need to do to make sure these kids are prepared for what's mm-hmm. coming next year. And she takes us to heart. So no, I, I definitely get that. But as a parent, um, you know, four days into the school year to have, uh, a teacher writing home that you know your child's not not even really having trouble following directions, but it seems like more having trouble kind of understanding some of the direction. They're or, having a hard time learning. Yeah, learning, in the which place is, of learning, of learning, right? Which is which is your 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 job. Like kindergarten is literally teaching children how to learn. Right, you're absolutely That's right. What it is, so no, you're you should have gotten right. that message at all, unless he was throwing some kind of fit or causing some kind of trouble. Right, which is what we assumed. I mean, my immediate thought was, oh boy, what did he do there? Which, which, you know, he's a good kid for the most part, but I could, it's possible, you know, he could, he could throw a little tantrum about something if he didn't get his way or I don't know. I, I just thought of an answer to my own statement that actually could fit for what you're saying for, for your situation. The only other reason the teacher should be able to message you with a message like that in that context is to work with you on 
probably quote-unquote extra work, so he gets his mind going and ready and constantly doing that thing, but that also should be later on in the year, the year, the year, when the <laughs> um, teacher learns the student better. Right. Because no, I, I agree. You might get that epiphany going, oh, he's a hands-on learner. Oh, oh, he likes stories. He'll remember things if I say it in a story. Maybe sure. I should play Schoolhouse Rock. That might work. I didn't know how to do how to count by fives until I watched Schoolhouse Rock as a kid. So why would that not work? But you didn't even try. You just went, "Oh, this one's tarted." There's called the parents. Yeah, Maybe you should stay behind. What, the, <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Well, what what bothered me the most was, you know, making that suggestion. It almost just seemed like she wanted to get rid of him. That's what I'm saying. Because, like I said, academically, he's far ahead of where he needs to be. I mean, he literally can pick up a book and just read it to you. Yeah. He can he can write out full sentences. Uh, he he was uh, he made he made a little uh, house or fort for his stuffed animals the other day, and he wrote all these signs up for them. And he wrote uh, his 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 stuffed animals are Spot and Bluey. He wrote Spot and Bluey's house and wrote emergency exit on a piece of paper and put it by, and then wrote uh, a street name and put it a street sign up. So, you know, academically for him to repeat would be insane. He, he's just going to be bored. Um, so I and don't know. That's it, how you get behavioral nonsense. Right. Out of like normal, generally normal kids. Well, that's that's a, exactly what, what what my my fear is. I, I know that that's an issue that comes up too, where some some children really are just bored with the work because it's it's it comes naturally to them or they already know it and they end up having behavioral issues because they just are sick of sitting there not really feeling engaged. They're not so, engaged at all. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping things pick up. But to your point, yeah, maybe she'll get to know him a little better and and things will get a little easier. But. Uh, and and that was our response to what you said, you know, hey, what can we do to help? Is there something we could do at home? Is there something we could be talking about with them? Some activities we can be doing to help with the issues you're seeing? Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. Hopefully your daughter doesn't fall asleep in class again. I mean, I, how could she? <laughs> I'm hoping for a bunch of different things, at least involving her but with my son too because he is adjusting very badly he um i won't say very badly he's adjusting his adjustments are really hard because he's starting to at least from what i'm noticing um he will disassociate because of my daughter's behavioral issues um when something happens in the house he'll start playing the game and just go completely like tune out and he'll be overly attached to it so we're like, you know, been pulling away game time, but don't want to punish him with it. So we're like, we'll sure. occupy him. So I'll play with him. You know, I'll try to spend some time when I'm not, you know, cooking or cleaning or taking care of, um, you know, the other child and try to give, you know, equal amount of time, but it does affect him. And one thing I have to say with his teacher, because um, he met up with, the, um, she met up with my wife, was... Even just in the beginning of the year, she we've been having issues getting therapy for our son because they 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 didn't even want to do it for our daughter and she needs it. In the school, you mean? Not in the school necessarily, but um, like a school program that works towards. Her. My wife knows all Got that it. lingo. I am not right. logistic at all, but um, with with him and the t- and my wife was like, I already submitted it. I put it in. It's just that they're not responding and she goes let let it come from me 
the teacher wasn't giving up on my son at all. She even, she's like, I can't bribe him all the time. <laughs> like right. I can't give him a gold star or something, you know, all the time. I need, I, you know, he needs to understand that this is, you know, kind of his responsibility. Um, and she was like, let me say, this is what this student needs. And that, and one that flipped my wife's opinion on her. <laughs> no, that's but fantastic. So yeah, it was just like, this is kind of, what I want this this teacher I think is a new teacher so I think that's another thing too is I find she's not, a lot of she's new not jaded teachers, yet yeah I think a lot of new teachers yeah. um are are like that because they, you know you need a little bit of idealism in in, in the world because especially with teachers because I feel at least I'm afraid um that we're not going to have. And this is genuine, not because somebody wrote some kind of speech or it's just the valedictorian who did really great their entire school career. But um, those those students that struggle, that that have like, you know, issues with themselves, that find a teacher who's not necessarily like trying to be one of the fellow kids, but they they inspire them to understand their 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 worth. Sure. Um, I have a teacher I I fully don't. Like I had his email years and years ago, but he completely ghosted from the internet and I hope that he's doing well, but he was a math teacher. Um, I failed his class in, in call in college, in high school, my first senior year, cause I had two senior years. He, and he failed me. He, he was very strict about it, but it was mainly because he said, look, you're showing no effort. I'm self-defeatist. I've oh, that's just a, a thing I grew up with having the type of parents the parents I had. Um my dad kind of being he he was around, he worked all the time, but we didn't have a close relationship until I was older. And my mother unfortunately having very narcissistic tendencies made it very difficult for me to it made it very easy for me to just defeat any idea or anything I ever wanted to do. I will self-sabotage subconsciously. And so in math, I just self-sabotage. I passed every class, but math, he refused. Even if I tried my hardest near the final quarter, he was like, no, it's not enough. now. You're, yeah. You're just cramming at this point. You are not showing effort. I'm sorry. But he made sure that one, I was his student again, that senior year. And he made sure that I didn't only, even if, if I didn't understand the work that was different, he wanted me to put the effort in. Right. And I, as I said, I'll never forget him for that. And a lot of people, you're like, I just, I want to like, I just want to thank this teacher as someone I can remember. I, I remember they were so <laughs> cool. He wasn't cool. He was a nerdy, tall, skinny, white dude. But he knew his job. But he knew what his knew responsibility his was. And he and he said, this is a student that does want to do better, but just they, there's something there. And I'm, I'm not going to be a psychologist for them. I'm going to be a mentor for them. And that's what he and that's what he did. That's it's rare. I mean, I, I can think how many teachers do you have over the course of your your, you know, your grade school is it grade school. K through 12, I guess that's all grade school. I think, school, that, right? I think yeah, elementary, grade school. Yeah, maybe um, it's grade school. I mean, through that career, how many teachers do you have? You probably have a few dozen. And yeah. uh, similarly, I mean, I don't I don't know if I can name one or two maybe <laughs> that <laughs> I felt really 
had an impact or cared enough to make sure, like, you know, what we're talking about, that each student was getting what they needed and was going where they needed uh, and such. So I don't know. I mean, I had a few cool teachers, but I've only had three teachers that I remember till this day that, you know, went out of their way to make sure that I become a functional adult. No, right. That's what I, I, same thing. I I definitely had quite a few teachers that were, you know, cool teachers that people like wanted to be around because they were cool with the kids and they let you get away with some stuff, but there were only a couple that, you know, I felt really impacted me that way. And, you know, it's just like any other job. There are going to be those that feel one way about it and those that feel another, but it's rough, Um, especially with, I don't know. The world's different today than it was when we were kids. So I, I could see how kids have a harder time you know, oh, yeah, with, with their day and, and um, just getting when, through it with all the things when, there are to worry about. When when the big C came, like that messed up every kid, like way, way too much. Like, well, every both kid of I our daughters were starting like, kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And yours. And, and I mean, that's it, the introduction. Is more well adjusted than mine. <laughs> But I mean, that was their introduction to school was this on the computer thing from home. So yeah, it's surprising. It's surprising that, you know, to your point that my daughters did adjust as well as she did when it it came time to go into classroom. But even for our sons going into kindergarten, they both were in pre-K, but it's not the same. It's it's a much different environment being this huge building all of these other kids and all of these, uh, you know, really, yeah. Getting on the bus, these kind of routines that are built into their day and these rigid schedules they have to follow. It's, it's a lot. And I can, I can see it taking a couple weeks or a couple months for that to become, you know, adaptable, adaptable and for them to assimilate to, you know, that type of, uh, day. So I don't know. And, uh, but to your point too, I mean, your daughter falling asleep in class uh, it could very easily be medication. I, I've been on so many medications in my life, and a lot of them made me very tired. Yeah. There's something else I wanted to talk about after that briefly. And now I can't remember what it was, of course. <laughs> no, anything to do with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Just... No, nothing to, do, nothing to do with Brendan Fraser this time. Oh, what the hell was it? Something else that was top of my mind. I was like, oh, we should talk about that. Well, while you're you're thinking, even though I think this might derail you, um, after we recorded that episode, my fucking phone flooded with Brendan Fraser things because I guess it was listening to our conversation. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, they say all the time that that's not true. Like, yeah, your phone's not listening and it doesn't. Serve. I can't tell you how many times I had an offhanded discussion with my wife about something or just a comment and then mm-hmm. the next day something popped up or an ad popped up for something in my feed like i like just randomly i don't like, know just <laughs> you know i need a new pair of slippers and then the next day I, i'm seeing slipper ads online it's it's fucking it's weird dude so and I, ridiculous. I i mean i do that stuff for a living so i have an idea of of the level of big brotherness that goes into it but sometimes it even blows my mind how insane that shit gets it's Oh, it's so frustrating. So, um, it, it's, but, uh, that besides the Brendan Fraser thing. So, um, I went on t- 
TikTok because I used to like Vine and I like really short form entertainment. And I opened it up and everybody, I mean, everybody's arguing about The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that on Twitter. TikTok is is the one social media platform I have yet to, to create because I feel like just I'm don't. too old. No, I just well, think I'm too first, old. I, okay, so whatever content I make is seriously for just the voice acting stuff because I just – I want to practice and I don't want to put too much commitment into it. Right. So I just kind of like follow that stuff. And yeah, the, the Little Mermaid argument though is <laughs> – Unbelievable, and I I think Unbelievable. I I saw a post. I saw somebody posted something about uh, on one of my one of my Facebook friends a positive comment like you're crazy if you're getting, and the only thing I could think to post was if you have a problem with it you're right ra- you're racist period. There's just no other argument. There really isn't. Well, here's the thing. So I've been watching the goalposts be moved a lot. Future episode incoming. Oh yeah, and, yeah, we um, definitely hit that up. And so I've been watching like the goalposts move all over the freaking place. And like, I've gotten to the point that it's been happening so frequently that I'm getting annoyed by even hearing about like <laughs> it from other people. Cause there's, you know, there's, there's people going, well, you know, I'm not racist, but she wouldn't <laughs> yes, be, cause she, she wouldn't really be, well, first of all, the bitch isn't real. Like she's yeah, not real it's a at all. Character. <laughs> she's not, not real. real at all, but she wouldn't really have red hair. Again, not real. Why is yeah. everybody so upset about this girl who one can sing? Oh my god, that was the one thing. If you're, I'm Ariel, not familiar just with her. Able to, I'm not. I'm not either. But you know what? She's an up and comer, which is fine. That's what we need. We need new celebrities. I don't want the Rock in everything. <laughs> well, that's, that's one of the things I've always uh, enjoyed about uh, the Netflix series and mm-hmm. a lot of the new streaming so HBO series and stuff. They a lot of times seem to bring in a lot of new actors and actresses. So it's not. I think when you bring in some of these actors that have been around for a long time, it 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 does affect the way you view the character because you're yeah. bringing in that person that actor that you know it you've heard him in real life or her in real life all the characters and iconic characters they've played it all comes into it's the role all just that. them yes yeah. the actor is no longer the character they are just the actor playing the character right it, you can have those actors christopher walken is one of those actors well i mean the rock but, is one of those actors well that's what i'm saying like you w- w- that's enjoyable fine but again yeah, yeah. don't need that in everybody, I, I mean, which is why, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, no, go ahead. My complaint that I was going to bring up is everyone's bitching about the girl playing Ariel when I'm more upset about Melissa McCarthy playing Ursula. <laughs> I am fucking furious. Wait, about why are you furious, Ursula? One, I'm just tired of Melissa McCarthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I. She was funny. She was novel for a while. I liked her SNL skits, but well, she's become again that one actor that is just them. That's yeah. that's what their characters are. Ursula is way too goddamn iconic to me. And mind you, this is my anecdotal evidence, my anecdotal experience, that she just could not touch what Ursula is. If Melissa McCarthy will fucking surprise me, if she even has a hint of Divine, and I know Divine didn't play Ursula, it's just that Ursula was based on Divine. Right. Um, which, if we don't know who Divine is, Divine was like this drag queen who did this really gross movie. I would never suggest anybody watch it. <laughs> but it's the character. Like, she's just it's the sassy, like, you know, what, what you would think a stereotypical drag queen would be like, but actually is a woman and an octopus. Whatever. Yeah, whatever but, she is. 
Yeah. Melissa McCarthy, one, better fucking be purple since we <laughs> want to bitch about skin color. If she's not purple, I'm coming at everybody complaining about the skin color of Ariel. I saw I saw a video of a guy online talking about uh, – what's her name? Holly Holly Bailey, right? Holly Bailey. Yep. Yeah. That's why I don't say her name because it's too, much, too close to Holly Berry. Yeah. I mean every time I see it in my feed, I think it's Holly Berry until I yeah. read, the, read it again and go, oh, yeah, because my, my brain just connects the letters and priests the letters for me. But yeah. the, guy, the guy was complaining saying that um, any deep sea creature wouldn't have a skin tone that dark because they're under the water that deep and it's super dark and the fish down there have like translucent pale skin. So it doesn't make any sense. And it's just, why do you care enough to make a scientific argument about a fictional fairy tale character? Well, well, that was my thing. Like I was looking at, I was like, okay, first of all, she wouldn't have skin. She would have scales. If she's a deep sea creature, right? She would have, Probably but she's not a small <laughs> scales, which could be brown based on the coral or whatever else is down there. But let's not even go there. Yeah, don't even have she to go be, there. One, she'd be monst- she would be a monstrosity. She technically is. We're talking about this bitch singing high notes under the water. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, as far as I know, sound doesn't travel well underwater. <laughs> we're we're not mad about um I uh what's his what's his name from Old Country for um No Country for Old Men Javier Bardem. Uh, yeah, he's King Triton. Oh, is he? We're, I didn't know that. Yeah, dope casting. Nobody's bitching about that. <laughs> we have Aquafina as a gender bent scuttle. I fucking love Aquafina. Nobody <laughs> She's is. I like Aquafina, but I have some. There's some I like complaints her. about her that I oh, agree with. But there everybody's are definitely, problematic. So. No, no, agreed, agreed. <laughs> there are definitely things, some problematic things. But overall, I, I just when she's Aquafina in a movie, I enjoy her character. She yeah. is entertaining. Like she's really for me the only reason why I like Shang Chi. Believe it or not, I don't really like that movie, but I like. I get her. it. No, I get um, it. But we don't want to come like we, we want to just pick and choose. Everyone's picking and choosing. And then, you know, there's people now that are spreading this even further. There's people of, again, the white racial line complaining about, you know, the these like Disney's cha- is re is um, reimagining the interpretation of like of Disney of the Little Mermaid it was like, but you weren't mad about that when you watched the cartoon. Yeah. You probably never even watched the cartoon. You're just mad because you you have a pedestal online, and so you can just say it um, without actually saying you're racist. Here's the thing: you are proving one, you are proving your racism by trying to de- separate it from having a racial bend to your argument. You clearly know there's something wrong with your point of view. Yeah, you know it, but you're so you're digging your heels so goddamn deep because you want to believe so bad that Santa Claus exists. <laughs> that you're just going to deny any evidence of right, anything else. Here's my take on it. I think it's all the middle-aged white guys who, when they were younger, when Little Mermaid come out came out, really wanted to fuck Ariel. And they were super excited oh that God. she was going to be personified by an actual actress. And they're like, but she's not white. <laughs> they got so, really mad because they were so excited there was going to be an actress playing Ariel. And then I'm, they were like, just really upset that she wasn't white. I'm going to tell on myself here. As a kid, I grew up. I was a Disney kid, and I most grew kids. Up, I mean, most well, most, most of us are. our age were yeah, yeah, or are yeah. Um, but I literally the two movies I watched 
on repeat was Cinderella and Little Mermaid. And there was no like sexual bend to it or anything. It literally I, was. I just, just liked, liked those movies. The music sure. just hit me. Dumbo was way too scary for me. Dumbo was um, fucking terrifying. Those pink <laughs> elephants. I had oh, nightmares yeah. about them for weeks. Yeah. Oh, same here. Same oh. here. Um, I had a sing along video that um, <laughs> the, of course the you Disney sing along on VHS, and the the um, the pink elephant song was on it. I couldn't watch it. It was so fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's too much. It's too so, much. You know, Pinocchio scared me too. There was some when the little boy. Oh, he would turn into the donkey. donkey. That yep. was terrifying. That, the whale. I mean, my, I love my, those moments, but God, my my one of my biggest fears is the ocean. So the whole whale scene was just terrifying in general too. But yeah, oh yeah, no, I, I don't yeah, know. I'm it, absolutely afraid of the ocean. So I get it's it. just it's just one of those things where it's just ridiculous because, like I said, I mean, there's just no valid argument to complain about it unless you're right. You're, you, but, it's a racial thing. There's just well, no other saying. reason. Like, so I grew up watching those things, so I have a direct attachment to Little Mermaid. Not like I'm going to go out of my way to watch the movie because, you know, my, I'm an adult. I have an adult brain now and I just don't really care. But what I do care about is that we're losing the plot here because, again, now there's people complaining about, um, well, you know, Disney's just using us, us as in black people, to, you know, perpetuate and make their money. Guess what? We live in a, a, a capitalistic society. Everything uses everything. Yeah. Our ancestry not necessarily in Africa. Our ancestry is being also being commodified. We were literally a buy literally, like a, yeah. a, a product to be literally. made and sold. So that's never changed. So say that for everything. Don't say yay, Black Panther, black people. First of all, they're not black, they're African. But Black Panther, same goddamn thing. So keep that energy for anything in the entertainment industry. Anything because entertainment, yeah. especially with that involves Hollywood, is exploitative. You either accept it for what it is and try to have better conditions, or don't. I'm celebrating the people who put their fucking blood, sweat, and tears into this movie. That's what matters. Good movie or bad movie, I don't care as long as it's not dangerous for people. I am celebrating the people who worked on it. The rich are going to get rich no matter what until we change society altogether. Right, which so that kind of makes the point moot. Yeah, so either you're gonna keep that energy for everything, or you're gonna be a disingenuous piece of shit on that side. Sure. On the other side, they know they're disingenuous, disingenuous pieces of shit. So they're just gonna rattle off and double down and never like consider the Danish tale or the fact that Disney and people knew this since the beginning of time that Disney always remade fairy tales because they were in the public domain it was easy they didn't have to put money towards anything else but recreating the story well yeah i mean but when it comes down to it in general again the first thing we said it's a fictional character you can imagine yeah. however you want we're not talking about casting uh an asian woman as amelia Earhart. <laughs> you know it's there's no real Ariel Little Mermaid. So it could be yep. whatever you decide to make it. The whole story could be whatever you decide to make it if you want to twist it. It's not a factual, it's not based on real events. It's not based on real events at all. And that's why I get super upset when like people bring up um, you know, blackwashing, whitewashing, or whatever. Um, which I get it. I do get it when it's based on real people. But when they do like I'm gonna use this as an example, if they did a biopic on 
on um on Barack Obama. If they did a biopic on Barack Obama, who should play Barack Obama? A really tan white guy or a black person? I don't know. Think think about it. He's know. biracial. People say yeah, he's the first know. black president. He's biracial. You don't know. So don't know. why can't we just accept that maybe there's just a really good actor who might be white who might just be able to be him? There could be a black actor. We have Jordan Peele as one and a bunch of impersonators online who can do it or get a biracial actor. But stop fucking cherry picking your arguments in that to, well, your arguments, your political or your racial arguments. You either accept it or not. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it. I mean, we've we've had offline discussions about that before, but yeah. one of the ones that always that I, I laughed about was uh, you know that cartoon Central Central Park Central Park not Central Park that's that's mm-hmm. the coffee shop and friends. Okay, at first I thought you said Central Pork. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, you know what? I no. saw <laughs> no. I saw a um, trailer on Hulu, but I never watched it. I think it was on Hulu. Well, so for that show, they they did they did a season. And again, I may have all these facts wrong. I may have the actors wrong. I may have the show wrong. But if I'm remembering correctly, the way I understood it was Kristen. So the 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 children were biracial mm-hmm. in the show. Kristen Bell did one of the characters' voices, and I want to say Titus Andromedon did the other one. Okay. And Kristen Bell dropped out of the cast because people were upset that she was performing the voiceover work for a biracial character, but. Nobody cared that Titus Andronomon, Titus Andronomon, Titus Andromedon, a black man, was doing a biracial character. So, uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's just a weird you, no, thing. No, no. You, you see, you was, see the, I, like, the, the weird double standard is disingenuous for stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, look, I didn't care it is. that it's just, Cleveland's it's, actor was a white guy. I really didn't care. Because guess what? Phil Lamar has been doing that shit for years in reverse. And no no offense. I love Phil Lamar. Sure. He's one of my favorite actors slash voice yeah, actors. But he is the iconic voice for Samurai Jack. When I found that out, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. And that was it. That was it. Well, we didn't but, used to care about this stuff. I mean, it never it, used to be an it issue. Didn't it just fucking it, matter. No, it's just to the point now where it's just so easy for one person to get outraged about it. It's all virtue signaling online. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one person gets upset and, about it and then a bunch of other people go, oh yeah, I can act outraged about that too and demonstrate mm-hmm. how woke I am and how, you know. Or how unwoke I am but, or whatever. It, oh. Or unwoke. Yeah, it cuts both ways. It absolutely <laughs> no, is. I'm sorry. This is not a story. It's just funny that you said the how woke I am because one of the funnier fucking statements I had, I heard or saw uh, was somebody saying, um, you know, they just shouldn't have made the Little Mermaid woke. Disney only hired her to make her woke. <laughs> wake up, people. They ended the sentence with wake up, people. With wake up, people. I, I, I mean, that's not. I was like, did you not? Please tell me you meant that. <laughs> Sorry, I think I peaked. Please tell me you meant that. People, there's no way. That's not unexpected, though. People are so fucking stupid. They don't even understand or realize when they're making ironic. I don't know if ironic is the right word, but an ironic statement like that that just. Did you realize what you're saying? I don't know. It's 
it's just such a mess. <laughs> it's just there's always something. There's always there's something always somebody's something. gonna bitch about. And I got really um. Just, oh God, damn! I was Context I was really matters. I was really irritated the other day because I got uh, a mailer. It was funny. I got two mailers in the mail uh, for the Congress person running for my district for New York State. Okay. Um, one positive and one negative. And the negative one was him standing with a bunch of uh, what do you call them? Picket signs. You know the signs mm-hmm. on a stick behind him. Three of which were quotes, and then under the quotes it said. Heard at a, a rally in, I think, Ulster County, New York or something. So they had this picture of him with quotes behind him that were not quotes attributed to him. They were apparently said at a rally somewhere in Kingston. And it was like, fuck the pigs or something like, meaning police. And like, So it was supposed to be like subliminal. Like you're supposed to see that and associate right. that with him, well, even though when, he never said it. I used to do political marketing. And one of the things we yeah. always talked about with mailers was – you you know you you have to design the mailer in such a way that you understand you have the three seconds it takes the person to get it out of their mailbox and throw it in the garbage like that's the time you have yeah. to get your message across that's it uh, so it has to be intentionally by design to be misrepresentative of this guy having said these really just anti police things just straight up anti police things and uh, a friend of mine who's in local politics messaged me last night and said hey you know just so you know. Uh, those things were said he was at that protest and you know because he was at that protest it's guilt by association you know if he's there at that protest and these people are saying these things then it reflects on him i was like okay but if i put up you know let's let's talk about the gop who are two mm-hmm. of their bases white supremacists and super super religious uh groups evangelicals right? evangelicals there you go yep. so uh-huh. if i i was Oh, you know, you couldn't you put that. a picture of a GOP candidate up there with, uh, you know, bunch of dudes in white hoods, bunch of dudes in white hoods, and like fuck, you know, whatever, pick a slur mm-hmm. behind them, people would fucking flip out, and it's like, well, well, guilt by association, right? I mean, that's their base; they're part of their party. And like, it, I don't I, know, it's just such a double. Well, standard. no, no, you're you're absolutely no, you are one hundred percent on the money with that because again, is you know there's something wrong with your opinion, but you're not willing to accept that there's something wrong it, it's you know those 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 people love to quote um was it called um the george orwell's 1980 1984 1984 thank you was that orwell no that's that's was, uh that was oh george my god. orwell no uh, orwell's animal farm i thought 1984 okay. was uh oh my god who wrote fahrenheit 451 the, the, yes same person hold on um, uh, vonnegut uh, Kurt Vonnegut. George Orwell wrote 1984. Oh, he did. I just oh, I totally had that. I totally had that wrong. Sorry. Well, I'm um, a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just I just proved it to everybody. <laughs> um, but Orwell wrote that, and those people love to quote Orwell with you know um, the seconds, the ten seconds of hate, or something like that. Four seconds of hate. Um, I, I have a vague understanding of it. I more so understand the themes than the book itself. It's been a really long time, and my ability to recall is also dependent on my brain damage. <laughs> but um, there's they they there's um, people like you know Ben Shapiro and stuff like that. They quote that the book, and you know what? I bet that they've read it. I bet that they understand it. I bet that they also misconstrue a lot of those things because that Definitely. mentality that like when you know Trump said um, you know there's a lot of good people. 
um, in during you know when there was the KKK rally where people got hit with a car, and went, well, there's good people among them, but, but you literally are displaying double feet, dump double think. Yeah, like those people who believe that they are literally displaying it because you're supposed to be able to say something contradictory and be perfectly okay with it, and have and even if your evidence is contradictory, you still can double down. And the fact that you're openly not seeing it just shows that you self brainwashed and you're okay with that. It's it's not just okay with it; it's almost happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like not, proud, not co- it's like a pride. Proud, yeah, proud of it. It's I don't know. It really bothered me because, like I said, I used to do work on political campaigns. I mean, it's probably been almost ten years now since I was mm-hmm. doing political work. But myself specifically, but even the the people I worked with, you know, we were we were very careful not to misrepresent something like that. I mean, I I would do things. I would do things. I I could, you know, if there was a say, there was a specific issue. And my mm-hmm. candidate had come out and said this about it, and the other candidate just didn't make a statement about it. You know, I would put that. I would put that as 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 uh, our our information. Like, here's our candidate's platform. The other candidate didn't even bother to comment. But as far as taking things like, I don't know how you. I never, I never would have thought to make a leap like that and say, okay, well, he was at this protest and there were people at this protest that said this specific thing. So I'm going to put it on a flyer behind him and make it a hundred percent appear that these are things that he said. I don't yeah. know. Or he I don't, endorses. Or he completely endorses, which I guarantee you. And this guy's a vet, this this particular guy. There's no way he endorses these things. It's just mm-hmm. not It's just not likely. Um, I don't know. It's just it, – it made me think more about how much the world has changed in the last oh, yeah. five, six, seven it, years. It, it, I've been thinking that the world isn't necessarily changed. It's more so that we've become more ourselves, if that makes sense. No, that like, I knew what you were like going to say before you said it there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like we, we tried We tried hiding it, but we're just kind of done. Well, and not, you not, see, um, not, I mean, collectively, like not like we're actively doing it, but like just like the lies. Yeah, we know we're being lied to. And that's OK, because that lie makes me comfortable. Did you did you see in the news? I think it was yesterday or the day before the Trump rally in Ohio. And they had all the people in the audience not quite doing the Hitler salute with their arm in the hand in the air, but their hand in the air in the same position, but pointing a finger. And that's mm-hmm. apparently the new MAGA salute. And it's it's just you can't. You can't not see the clear the clear association you're making with an actual Nazi salute. Don't, you can't not see it. I don't give a shit if it if I don't give a fuck if they did a moonwalk. There shouldn't be a goddamn salute. A salute. Well, I mean, I I think back and I we may have talked about this previously the the idea could you imagine people putting flags up with their president's name on it in their yard at at one point like <laughs> Nobody would have done that. You wouldn't see somebody with an Obama guy, or a Bush flag. We still have flag. a guy in our area who does it. Oh, there's we still a, have the signs going There's quite up, a like, few in our area that – I saw a truck go by. Uh, it was like a salvage truck, one of those trucks with the big bed with the, the guardrails. I bet you it's the same guy. Said, said Buck Fiden. the same guy. Yep. Painted on the truck said Buck Fiden. And it's I was like, just like, good. you're you know driving what? around like that. You know what? <laughs> Fuck him. You are absolutely right. But your guy – is just as bad, if not worse. I, it's not even. I mean, you're you're right, but just the idea of painting that on the side of my vehicle is insane. Oh yeah, to me. you know what? You're right. You are absolutely right. It's just it, crazy. Painted is something like 
self-vandalized. Yeah, I just, I don't like, know. You're I don't so get married. It. You're so married to your ideals. Like, I just. <sighs> but presidents oh are supposed to come and go, right? There's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be a guy that comes in. We have an election. We vote for him. He's around for four or eight years. He goes away. And it's yeah, over. Things work. Things and, don't work. Yeah. Then yeah. They, they're in the past. Like putting up flags in your yard, wearing T-shirts for a president is crazy. It's just crazy. It's it's not. It's it's no longer just a presidential candidate. It's it's a lifestyle, it's an like you said. It's yeah, an it's ideal. An it's an idol. idol. It's a it's crazy. And and um, you don't like how pathetic are you to be into idol worship? How fucking pathetic are you? Well, we that's another topic we're going to cover, right? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that is. That's that's also on our our lips, our list. Uh, celebrity uh, idol worship. <laughs> We've got so many topics to get through over the next you know year, however long it takes to get through the list we have now, and then some. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess we could get into our and, and this is funny because it's going to tie into uh, Law and Order again, just like the last oh, episode. Great. Our, our topic this this week, and I don't have a good name for it, so we're going to call them God has a planners. And those are those people that feel like God has a plan is the answer for every tragedy or every uh, every misguided problem that comes up. Uh, I, I was watching an episode of Law and Order a couple days ago. I, as I mentioned, I've been working my through, way through the catalog, and it was about a uh, a woman that was killed in a fertilization clinic. And then one of the detectives, Ooh. one of the, de- it, it, it was a bizarre story where uh, a, a man's second wife technically owned the embryos that he made with his first wife and she wanted to have the baby and the second wife didn't, the first wife didn't want her to, I don't know. But the point was one of the detectives said, you know, the things they're doing in there, you know, making babies in a test tube. I don't think it's the right thing to do. And uh, the lieutenant said, hey, my sister wasn't able to have a baby and she did in vitro and now she has a beautiful, healthy baby boy or something. And he said, well, maybe God's plan isn't for everybody to have a kid or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's going to be our next topic we're going to talk about. Um, My stomach hurt. Yeah, it's it's just I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand in life, but I don't understand how anybody how anybody can think that that's a good and it's used as a way to in most most uh, situations as a, a means of comfort, right? It's somebody you just lost somebody or you just had a tragedy occur, and it's don't worry, God has a plan. See, I'm going to get real cynical. Uh, well, as soon as you're done, I'm going to get real please cynical do no, go ahead, get real cynical. So I feel that statement is for people who don't know anything else to say, like you, you're saying, like. They don't know what they don't know what to say. They, they can't help. They can't do anything. Um, but they don't want to betray their religion. So they say some shit like that. What they don't realize is that they're taking away the autonomy of God. If they believe in God so much, those are the same people that feel like they have to defend God's honor. You mean <laughs> to tell me your God is omni uh, omniscient? all powerful, all good, but you as an individual feel like you have to defend God's honor whenever somebody doesn't believe in God or says something blasphemous or does something evil or has something evil done upon them. You mean to fucking tell me that you took God saying he put a piece of himself in everyone fucking literally to the point that you essentially are speaking for God 
kiss my fucking ass. Well, you know, I didn't actually think of it that way, but you're right. That's essentially what they're doing, right? I mean, if you're you're, you're going to somebody that's just lost someone or something terrible has happened saying, you know, God has a plan. I guess that that's exactly what you are doing. You're trying to speak for God to say like, hey, this was supposed to happen to you, which in and of itself is a fucked up thing. I mean, if you just mm-hmm. take it for what it, it means and went up to somebody and said, oh, your uh, your sister just passed away. Well, God wants that to happen. God wanted that to happen. So it is what it is. Like yeah, be comforted well, in that. That, that. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, wait, first of all, you're going to turn that person into someone who hates God. If that's, absolutely. Absolutely. In and, a lot of cases. And then they're, they'll, they'll try to fix it by, no, no, he took, he, because they have a, ver- a variant of that statement going, well, no, he, the, they've gone into the kingdom of heaven. They've gone to God. They've, they, you know, God has them. Went, yes, but they left behind pain for me and my family. For all the people that love this person, you left pain behind. So I'm sorry if God took a tsunami and fucking wiped out a whole bunch of people. There's a lot of pain behind that. Yes, there is. And if that is the case, then anything we do is of God's plan too. So fucking dropping bombs on people, killing people overseas, fucking somebody sneaking into somebody's house, raping and killing everyone in that fucking house is also a part of God. Uh, But no, 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 no. We're going to split the hair there. No, no. That's humans. We have free will. No. Which one is it, motherfucker? Is it that we are, we are, are um, victims of God or we are a part of God and this is just how the fucking cycle goes. You don't get to play chess and decide which move is made. In which situation. Yeah, no, that's one of the so things. F- oh, my God. That's one of the things that drives me the most crazy because everybody has that argument. Uh, you know, God made us in his image. God made all of us. God made everything. Uh, and if that's the case, then why is there why is, why is hell consi- uh, a thing in some religions? Because if I'm a serial killer and I go out and I kill a bunch of people, well, God made me that way. How can I be held responsible for my actions? There was a I didn't think it was a movie that um actually no, it was actually a really shitty game. <laughs> there's a, there's a <laughs> game I don't suggest anybody ever play it called Anonymous Agony is made by this dirtbag. But there's a villain who who is so cartoonishly funny, but he makes the statement going. He thinks he's God. They say he literally thinks he's Jesus, which is silly all in itself. But when the main character says, you're going to hell, he goes, no, you're going to die. He goes, I'm just going to be with my father. Like he took comfort in that. There are fucking psychopaths who take comfort in that. When we do um, stereotypes and movies about the Crusades, those fucking Crusaders who are raping and pillaging are saying exactly that. God will, God will take care of me. It's cool. Yep. And, and I and what I find so funny is that it's also those super religious, usually Southern, who hate Muslims, but have the exact same fucking mindset. Oh, same ideology. Just for when a it comes different down religion. Yeah, same yeah, ideology. Absolutely. Completely the same. And I'm talking about extremists, not the people who, you know, I as upset I'm get, as I'm getting. I am not a, <laughs> I am not necessarily against religion. It's not for me that's fine but i am highly against religious hypocrisy because that is how you get religious extremism that is a good and point. there's no good that comes out of religious extremism just I, none I, I feel exactly the same way i i um i think atheism in america gets a bad rap a lot of the time because of the outspoken atheists that are very anti-religion and and yeah. are you know, Absolutely. really take really take the stance that if you are religious or if you believe in God, you are a moron. And I, I don't 
I'm not okay those, with that. And those guys are are a religion. Let's let's be real here. But I agree with you. They are, they well, are a religion. Well, the problem is they they kind of take this stance that uh, you know God is there. They they make weird arguments like, okay, well, do you you, you need a God to make you a moral person? Like you need to mm-hmm. have God and these rules to make you a moral person. It's, I don't think it's that. I think it's just it's a crutch. I mean, it's a crutch to get through life, right? It makes people feel better about. Tragedy. It makes them feel better about dying. It makes them feel like somebody's out there looking out for them. And that's all well and good. I don't have a problem with that. If it makes you happy, if it makes you feel comforted, that's totally cool. Um, But it's interesting that you said that uh, saying things like that will make you hate God because I became – okay, I'm going to tell the story of why I became an atheist. When I was 20 maybe, 20 or so, I had a friend who – she had brain cancer and – she got treatment. She went into remission. It's all good. I didn't talk to her for quite some time. Uh, we chatted on, it was so long ago, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> you know, we, we catch up <laughs> once in a while. And I remember, I think it was around, I think, I'm trying to remember the movie. I feel like it was Spider-Man 2 or something like that. Or me, I don't remember. But I remember I, I was talking to her one night and I, I said like, hey, well, we haven't we haven't seen each other in forever. Why don't we go like catch a movie or something just to, to hang out? You know, I haven't seen you in forever. And she said, that sounds great. You know, I, I just have to go to the doctor tomorrow. I've been having some problems with my eye. My dad's worried. You know, he just wants to get checked out. And the next night, I I aimed her. Aimed? Is that what you – I instant messaged her. I don't remember yeah. what the verb was. I instant messaged her. it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you messaged her. Yeah, and I said, hey – you know, I said like, hey, what's going on? How would everything go? You know, you still want to go catch a movie or something tonight? And her mother wrote me back and said she's in the hospital. Her brain cancer's back. She's got less than a week to live. And I just – I couldn't – understand it i couldn't grasp my head around the concept because she was just a just a good sweet simple person not simple is a bad word simple not simple like simple no, minded. Not just, simple minded not, just just yeah. simple no she just like she took she a comfort good, in the simplicities in life yes she was just a good person there was just not a bad thing about her and that's what i decided i just thought if god could take somebody's life like that that's just getting started just getting ready to start a career going to school and just snuff it out, there can't possibly be a God. No benevolent good God would do that. And that's it. That was it. I said, there's just no way. It's not possible. But to, to your point, that's it. I, I guess it didn't make me hate God. It just made me go, nah, there's no way. No, just, just can't be. Just can't be. See, I, I do believe in a God. I do. I really do. I'm agnostic at best. I don't presume to think I understand what the fuck God is. Well, I know that that's a little, and... it's, it's, a, it's a little... I don't know. It's kind of um, silly of me to assume, you know, and uh, 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 you can, what do they say? You can't really prove a negative. I know me saying that a negative <laughs> is true. I understand there's well, a little bit of uh, vainness in that vein, I guess, vanity. Uh, well, no, that. well, look, vanity is a part of the human experience. So I, you know what? Vanity in control isn't a bad thing. That's why I kind of like, you know, certain rappers like their whole basis is being vain but their in real life they're not actually like that right like it, it's it's you know it makes co- competition fun so sure getting no, into that, just vain, like that so people who that's why i don't i don't hate religion itself but i do have a, a personal disdain for religious people um and again i'm agnostic so i don't like to presume what i know god is what god is i had questions 
mainly I, I think I might be, I, I do think I should get evaluated on having some type of Asperger's or something, because even as a kid, I would be really confused as to God not doing certain things according to the Bible. So, cause I grew up, um, a Pentecostal, which I, I, and, and Southern Baptist at one point. Um, and my parents, you know, have me read the Bible every night. And, um, you know, my mom would minister cause she was a minister and my dad was a deacon. I would have to go to church every Sunday. So that means I had no, I had one day in the weekend and then I would be at church all day. On all Sunday. day. Oof. Mm-hmm. My best friend, my next door neighbor, who was my best friend, his dad was on his way to become a pastor, which he did. He became a very successful pastor in that regard. Um, his wife was super religious. They were all religious. They played in the, like the church band, but they were also super egotistical, which was something I noticed kind of was like a, a theme among the people I met. They're just, they're, they're, whenever they became, you know, part of the pulpit or, you know, part of the choir, that ego would just kick in. Well, I mean, isn't the word they typically use to describe themselves as being righteous? Yeah. So, but I mean, it's always self righteous. Well, there's right? got to be some ego related when you're, yeah. you know, so. So, no, yeah. So, but what I, w- I would find things that just didn't make sense. Like, you know, God essentially was supposed to be infallible because they would say that in church. Not, I never read, maybe I missed it because I'm not a scholar or anything. I missed it in the Bible that mm-hmm. um, God said, you know, I don't, I'm never wrong. But in the church, they would say that God isn't wrong, God is infallible, blah, 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 blah. And I've been to like five different churches of different denominations from, you know, because I would hang out with friends who were also religious because that's what I thought life was. Mm-hmm. And um, that would always be a theme too. But then it was like, then why did God flood everything? That doesn't make sense. Because he that means he was wrong for making us and had to fix the problem. That doesn't, Okay. Well, God's everywhere. Why can he just stop him from killing him? Why? This doesn't make sense. And the answer I would get was, well, you know, God gave man free will. But he's like, but he didn't give man all power. And why is the devil equal to God? Because everybody fears the devil in equal measure. And the devil's always at fault for everything. Why do we, why do we have a boogeyman? Because it just doesn't make sense. God could just go, oh, well, poof, you're gone. Like, that's essentially what they're saying. So I don't understand. And I never thought God was good because I read the Bible. God did some fucked up shit and said some fucked up shit. So God isn't all good at all. And if those things are good, then why would I want to be on his team? just doesn't make sense to me. Now, mind you, this is me growing up. This isn't like I was just a baby and thought all these things. Like, sure. This no, was as time went on. Um, and I was just always so confused and given really weak answers. I gave, somebody gave me the parachute analogy and I wish I had the, 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 um, the eloquence to express yeah, I'm not myself familiar. then. The parachute analogy is, um, you know, relating to religion. If you're on a plane and the plane is going down, would you grab a parachute? Like, yeah, I would, I would grab a parachute, you know, to, to jump out. Well, that's sure. going to God. 
I was like, oh, so should my only reason to to go to God wouldn't be out of love and out of actual devotion, but actually just to save my own ass when I out die? of need, yeah, out of need. Like if that if if that's your 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 um your metric as to why you're going to God, then it's disingenuous. Is that because then I'm going? I love you, God. I love you. No, you don't. You just giving yourself Stockholm syndrome. You don't actually love <laughs> God. What the fuck are you talking about? And I, I would rather fully and genuinely feel for something. And I feel like if I was this all-knowing creator, if I had feelings, because if I had, was all-knowing and had the ability to create things, I'd probably be just this fucking blank automaton. But if I did, I, I would want whatever I... I want my goddamn pet to like me. And, and I dictate if my pet lives or dies, essentially. You do. I essentially have that power over my pet. Not saying I would do or hurt my pet or anything like that. But, no, saying but I have that point power, is valid. but yeah. I want my pet, pet to like me. I essentially control everything in this animal's life. But I do what I can to make sure it loves me. Or at least to what I believe it loves me. It trusts me. But in the Bible, God's just saying, nah, nigga, you just have to do it. I'm sorry. I just imagine God is this really like, just like this angry hood dude sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, he's just like, no, you just, you just need to love me. That's, that's what, no, no, because I said so. That's why. So I'm in this abusive relationship. I was created by something that I didn't, it's like being raised by an abusive parent. You you created me. You could take me out. Then fucking do it because you, you're just putting me through pain all the goddamn time. It's all very good points. Very so, good points. So for me, I feel like if God is anything, God is very similar to God in fucking Futurama, if anything. <laughs> Let's just like may do some good things, but ultimately it's just a creator. It creates things. And it moves on because I just feel like w- life is way too goddamn weird for there just not for it to be just pure chaos. But in that same respect, pure chaos works like that. So for me personally, I feel like there is something, but I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is, to be honest, because what would I do with that knowledge? nothing i mean it would probably drive you insane yeah <laughs> if, if there's that knowledge I, to have I, I, I still need to eat sleep shit and cry like those are the same <laughs> things i need to do yeah nothing would really change so. i guess uh, wouldn't wouldn't make much of a difference i don't know it's <laughs> i don't i just I, i'm having trouble lately seeing the the applications of religion this day and age it just how it helps you know it 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 made sense thousands of years ago when people needed explanations for things and they needed to understand Mm -hmm. why things were happening but it just seems like in this day and age all it does is create trouble and create issues instead of solving problems or solving it not i mean technically they weren't actually solving but explaining it seems like it doesn't do that anymore it doesn't explain anything anymore it just tries to take away the explanation it like creates more discourse yeah it creates more discourse uh, if if it does anything. Um, but it's, it's uh, hearing you talk about how, how you, what you thought about growing up, it kind of makes me feel good because I, I, I worry sometimes, uh, 
well, obviously, you know, my wife goes to church. She sings in the church mm-hmm. choir. I have no problem with that. My daughter's been going to church with her since she was like three years old now. So she's been going to, going to church with her for probably four, maybe even five years, uh, singing in the choir. And my daughter's very uh, curious about religious stuff. She asks questions about God and about heaven. And mm-hmm. I usually tell her I'm not the person to answer those questions. I mean, I've had discussions with her and explained that there are many different religions and people believe different things. And, um, but she just, she's, she did, she did CCD last year, technically, but my wife did it at home with her. Cause I guess that okay. was offered. But as of this year, she had to go and just do it in person, I guess for communion. She has to actually go and do it in person. I don't know. It always, I struggle with it because it, it is, indoctrination to me and 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 it is indoctrination has a negative connotation but indoctrination is literally just you're going to believe it without questioning it right and that is what faith is you're going to believe it without questioning it it's the same thing and that's why you can't argue with a religious person right because you have a disagreement with a religious person no you can't because you're not supposed to you're not supposed to think critically you're supposed to just believe um so i've worried about that quite a bit uh, and I don't know why. I mean, what's the worst that can really happen, I guess? Well, uh, here's but it, the thing. It is comforting for me to know that, like, as you were growing up and going through it, you were questioning things and thinking critically. So and I, I, it just makes me feel like, good, I hope she's that way. I hope she thinks that way, too. Well, I'll, to I'll, give it to you, I'll give it to your daughter. She does tend to like to fall into the group. But she, she also is, you know, very um, curious about everything. She is, yes. And in that regard, here, here's my thing with every child, because this is, again, I had parents who did not want to want me to be anything else. My dad did a lot of growing, um, unfortunately, unlike my mom. And my dad, I think we had this conversation. I had to have been, I was in the army, so I was in my mid-20s. We finally had this conversation. And I'm like, Dad, I'm not, you know, Christian. I just I can't believe in it. Um, I'm ag- and I told him what agnostic, being agnostic is, and you know, it's just a name. I didn't have a name for it before, and I just found a name that kind of fit closely to it. So even if I don't fit agnosticism, well, it's hard to fit so rigidly into a, yeah. a label, right? Yeah, but it's just a better one that people go, oh, okay, I kind of get what you're where you're right. going. Yep. And you know, I explained to him what my feelings are. He was like, look, your journey is yours. You're you're an adult. I'm happy you're thinking critically. I feel like you need to have faith, but ultimately I feel like you'll do the best for you and God will do what he can to. God has a plan. God has a plan, right? (laughs) And I was like, okay, now mind you, that was when was in the army Mm -hmm. with my mother. I, um, I was 19 and I didn't even say what I was. I told her, I don't think I'm Christian. Her instant reaction would go, yes, you are. <laughs> that was it. That was the conversation. Yes, you are. And I don't know if it was like a mix of fear of her baby going to hell or it was pride. Yeah, or probably a, a mixture of things. It, yeah. Probably a mixture, but that was her reaction. And she, you know, flipped out about it. And so years later, my dad and I have a, are having a religious-based conversation. And he literally said, what works for me works for me. What works for you works for you. That was it. Well, I, He's like, I, think, I respect. I can't think of a, a wiser statement in regards to religion. I really can't. And my dad is, I think, in his early 60s. 
and everybody's journey is different. Everybody's journey happens in different ways. We all, and mind you, people keep acting like the journey is like you, you a hundred, you a hundred percent at all your missions all yes. the way up to the age yeah. you are now. No, you didn't. You probably got 20% here, 5% here, 12% here, 60% in this category. Like you, it's all over the fucking place. Yeah, you don't complete all the gonna, side missions in life. <laughs> you just don't. You just don't. Um, and you don't even remember half the missions you did. Like, yeah. You don't have a list telling you everything you did. You have nope. your faulty fucking memory. And um, it, it took him 60 some odd years, you know, of going through what he went through, his experiences, you know, you know, um, growing up to to go to this point going, you are a you are an adult. And I learned and it took me a long time. I learned that I had to treat you as such. And I feel like for your daughter, that when the time comes, that is what you have to say to her. Even as a teenager, because some teenagers are, are 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 there, is like, you know what? That means more to a child, to not a child, but you know what I mean. It means more to a child than any cloud daddy could mean to them. For the parent who is their first God, no matter what, their parents are their first God yep, to yeah. tell them, you know what, I have, you have my respect and I feel that you can make a good choice for yourself. Just make sure you don't hurt anybody else. Respect other people, love other people, but no matter what, I respect your decisions. Man, couldn't even if I don't agree with it. Sorry. Couldn't the world be fucking awesome if just everybody could feel that way and think that way? How great would it be? The, a lot of mental maturity. People aren't there. No, I mean, ninety percent of the population yeah. isn't there. Probably myself included. Um, We're not but, always always going to be there. Like, <laughs> I can, I'm saying this now because I'm cool and calm and collected at this yeah. moment, and I had a really rough night. But you know, it depends. It depends on the moment. It depends on where your head is at, and. It's, you know, it's this, this topic, like the God has a plan people. I know what the sentiment is and I know you are trying. I've said it to my more religious friends to make them feel better. Well, that's it, different. But I feel gross saying it. No, I feel I, disgusting. I would, saying I would feel it. gross saying it too, but that's different but because it comforts them. It comforts, right. You're, you're playing into what's going to comfort them. Um, so it makes sense in that aspect, but you know, I see it. I see it all the time. I see social media posts. You know, somebody has a tragedy occur and I don't understand that. I see so many people post about their tragedies on Facebook and I guess, I guess it's to get that comfort and get that. I mean, mm -hmm. I saw, I had a Facebook friend post the other day about like how all this horrible stuff happened and she really spelled out like, here's all these horrible things that happened to me this week. And yeah. I don't know, me personally, when stuff like that happens, I keep, I keep it to myself. I want it. I hold it in. Um, but I get it. I get it. You know, wanting that outpouring of support. But I see people say stuff like that, like, oh, you know, God has a plan. And I mean, I don't know. God forbid the next time I lose, I say, I say, God forbid. I don't believe God, but I say, God forbid. I say Jesus Christ a lot, too. Well, I mean, terms, terms are just. Like, it's just vernacular. Yeah, yeah, it's just what terms are. Like, we just but, say it because you get, I get what you're saying. So even if you don't believe in God, I don't, you don't need you to change I mean. your whole, like, vocabulary to going <laughs> non-existent deity. like <laughs> Flying spaghetti like monster. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> like we get it because God also isn't a name. It's a title. This is true. So literally you could be talking about fucking Zeus. 
It doesn't this matter. This is true. Very true. But yeah, I mean, uh, God, <laughs> God forbid the next time something, you know, there's some major tragedy in my life. I just, I just think about that. If anybody, when somebody says something like that to me, it's just, it's infuriating. It just, it just, it, I feel like it, it invalidates everything I'm feeling. Like you're yeah. not allowed to be upset. You're not allowed to be angry. You're not allowed to feel that way because it's what's supposed to happen. It's the way it's supposed to go. But also to your point um, that you made earlier about, um, you know, why, you know, you don't find like there's much of a reason for religion to really exist now. That is literally the only reason why religion exists, in my opinion. Because comfort. that comfort, it is very comfortable to have something you can believe in. Again, I always use the Santa Claus analogy, but it's apropos. Like it's always you, you need something. Even as an adult, we all think, you know, fun ends and make believe ends when you're no longer a child that shit is not true at all no not by long shot when my son pulls out his lightsaber you better fucking believe that i'm well he's usually darth vader so i'm whatever character he wants me to be (laughs) it tells you um and we all like pretend like you you got to understand that that's healthy now oh it is destroy the illusion no Hell, if I didn't have responsibilities, I'd probably go LARPing. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's make-believe I, that helps me feel better. We care about movies. That shit is make-believe. Again, to the beginning of this episode, people are arguing over The Little Mermaid. That bitch <laughs> is sitting in a fucking tube in front of a green screen. It's not it, real. It, it is literally <laughs> dominating online debate right now, and it's completely fucking fictional so yes. no that makes sense you know it was uh well, i was saying i was just actually talking about early in the podcast my son was was playing with his stuffed animals and making them houses and my mom stopped by yesterday uh while the kids were at school right before they got home and i said oh, i gotta clean this up you know we kind of made this mess in here a couple of days ago to make them a house and she was like matthew that's exactly the way you were when you were a kid you know you did the same exact type of stuff and i just kind of got nostalgic for a moment it's like <laughs> man those were good times to just make pretend and make things up and make the world the way i wanted it to be and you're right why can't we do that more often why can't we go and or what's wrong with that like what why? Yeah. you're right Lar- larpers get a shit uh a shit uh i don't know they get, they get shit on. they get flack they get yeah. flack flack for it but why not like it, it's fun it makes you feel good it makes you why not make the world the way you want it to be for an hour? You know, yeah. what, what you want it to be like for an hour and, and be able to enjoy that and then go back to the way things tend to suck. He's like, <laughs> the rest the of the only time. argument I've heard against is like, well, you know, you won't be able to tell the difference between reality and fantasy or you just want to escape the fantasy world. That's like, bullshit. Bitch, you're damn right. You are no, damn but, right. I want to escape into a fantasy world. Well, that but part, even, but, but telling the difference I'm between. Sorry. Tell the Reality difference between fantasy. Reality. Yeah, I mean, come no. on. We watch, like you said, we watch movies. We play video games. I mean, people yeah. do all that shit. It's the same thing. It's escapism, right? <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you mean to tell me, so drinking to escape your problems is perfectly perfectly fine. Where drinking causes a bunch of accidents, can make the person <laughs> that, who's drinking it sick and die. That is a can very good have point. that person hurt someone else. Like, that has all those negative effects. But fucking hitting somebody with a foam sword isn't? kiss my ass well i mean both both of us still play a lot of video games and it's the same thing it's it's a form of escapism i get to now i try to play for an hour or so each night if i get a chance and for that hour i'm in a different world i'm doing something else i'm achieving something and it sounds so stupid I've, i've talked to my wife about this before how sometimes when i play a video game it gives me a sense of achievement 
or mm-hmm. a sense of having made progress or actually accomplishing something. And it's sad, it, like when you think about it, I guess, but it, 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 it is what it is. It does that for me sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I'm feeling defeated and down and like you said, self-defeating. And I need that boost. I need that pick me up. Like I just accomplished that, even if it was a silly thing in a video game that doesn't Absolutely. matter at all. Well, yeah, dude. Look, okay, I got it right here. That sense of accomplishment thing. You were thinking of it on the in the lens of how we think about accomplishment in our society. Even though true. our society's backbone is make believe, money, money. is make believe. That's your favorite topic. To, uh, oh yeah, like every fucking, episode because so, money is so fucking stupid. What well, is and money it, but is so goddamn stupid? We, it seems to be able to tie into every episode <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. Where it just it just naturally money flows ties in. into everything. But you're right, accomplishment it is in the so real world. Fucking stupid. Yeah, accomplishment in the real world is completely based on money for the, for the most part. It's based so as much on, as I bitch about money. Sorry. Um, as much as I bitch about money, I was sitting playing the game and I was thinking about it and I was going, if there was no money, would people make video games for me to play and enjoy myself? Or would I have to wait like three, four years for like two games to come out? I think we lived in a society like that. Well, if we had a society with no money, it would be either communal or bartering, right? I mean, it would have to be one of those two things. or, Or would I be able to have the time to have the skill to that. make something like that. That's true. But I mean, I, I, but, I, I don't think things change. I think people still pursue what they have passions about and they're still going mm-hmm. to do the work that they feel. I think actually it could probably be a lot better because people will be able to pursue their what's going to make them happy rather than what's going to make them money, right? Yeah. You know, I, have, have you ever seen a movie that was just like a, a visual spectacle and it was beautiful? And Yeah, plenty. Um, huh? Yeah, so you've seen movies like that. Sure. Do they hit just as well or as strongly as a movie where you know the entire cast enjoyed making what they were making? I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I there's um for instance The Batman. That is a movie and this is just modern cuz everybody knows it and it was a big budget movie. Sure. As it was a technically a low budget Batman film, and I said low budget Batman film, like like for a a licensed Batman film. Sure, relative but, to other movies, maybe not, but relative yeah. to Batman movies, it's a low budget. Despite the situations that went around it, despite people talking shit about the movie, you can tell that all the actors enjoyed making the movie. The one I feel like that probably has the least enjoyment in the movie was probably Zoe Kravitz, but I also have a bias with her, so, but she still, she did her role, she was perfect for that role, don't get me wrong, I'm just, like, her personality bled to, through to it, but, okay, actually, there we go, going to Robert Pattinson, moving on to Robert Pattinson, if you compared his Twilight films, him in the Twilight films, not just the Twilight films, and him and Batman, he was way more enjoyable than that. He was way more enjoyable in The Lighthouse. I can't say I've seen the Twilight films, but I've I've read many articles touting his acting abilities in other films he did outside of the Twilight movies. Because you could tell. There's, there's this innate human thing that you could just tell when a group of people are 
enjoying. We might not, our active brain might not be able to recognize that we see those things, but our if instinctual you're for lizard it. brain, yeah, just knows. Like, wow, I feel like I'm a part of this. I'm loving this. You've probably listened to a podcast and people are actually enjoying their time together. And you feel like instead of you're just listening to a podcast, you're listening to friends talking and you feel right. like you're in the room with them. Yeah. Any good podcast, that's that's you know one of the major, I think one of the major factors is that it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel laborious. It's, it's, you know, an effort that they're, it's a love of labor of love. Yeah. I'm trying to say. And, and that's why I can't get into the idea of money because once money becomes a part of it, it almost, almost always, at least for the average person destroys the magic of the creation process. When money no, makes becomes sense. involved. Well, it makes sense like because even, oh, sorry, yeah, no, like what we were just talking about, if, if there wasn't money, let's just assume there's no money because everybody is taken care of. Everybody has their basic needs met. You would literally go into and use your time to do something you love. That would just be the way it is. I mean, you wouldn't have any other recourse, right? You'd, you'd find yeah. something you enjoy doing and do it. It wouldn't be the situation that everybody's in now where you have to find something that you can do that will make you money doesn't matter yeah. how you feel about it. It has to make you money. That's the end goal. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm going to use our podcast, for example. We're yeah, only a few episodes it. in. And me and you have been pretty bad on probably getting fully together to get episodes going. Because, you know, life gets in the way and things sure. like that. Yeah. Um, or miscommunications or, or whatever, what have you. Um, if we... If our money, if money was involved in this, if we were making our living doing this and that happened, how much do you think you and I would be pissed off at each other for? Crazy pissed off. Yeah, it would be a big fucking deal. Absolutely. Like that, that, and we, if we had to record, but we're mad because like this motherfucker told me this time. Yeah. Like, and you're going to end up now, with I, shit. I can't do it. Like, what the fuck? It's and be now shit. I got to work with him and then giggle with him and talk like, right. listen, listen to a bunch of fucking podcasts. The one with Joe Budden, when he fucking disintegrated his fucking crew, money was involved and fucked it all up. Apparently they had good synergy. I don't know, but money fucked that up. Um, All these, these dudes that, that um involve money into their podcasts and stuff like that. Once money gets involved, this fucking piece of paper that make pretend numbers all of a sudden everybody loses their fucking mind because your life depends on something make believe so if your life depends on something you make believe then god damn it why can't religion be a thing i guess you make a good point <laughs> there's no argument i know it was that. a long segue to get to that no but, but it came around like, it came nicely around it. we already fucking do it so how do you judge people on not not you judging people for having religion, but how do you judge people for not wanting to play around with the fucking like make believe when we do it every day? Sure, no, that makes perfect sense. You're like, absolutely right. Yeah, That's people that is a perfect the, point. Like, perfect point. Yeah. Can't be debated. Literally, can't people be debated. Play with their kids all the fucking time, and they're like, "Look at this fucking weirdo." I went to the the park with my son with his lightsabers, and got weird looks. Really. I yeah. love playing with my kids and I love playing pretend with them and messing around. You know what? You know what? I hate. And I mean, I was enthusiastic. I wasn't just like, you know, no, me just too. Swinging. Like we were me jumping too. around. 
I yeah, me too. Myself. We have a great time. I love playing with my kids is one of the greatest joys of my life. The only thing yeah. I knew I wanted to do with my life was have kids. I didn't know what career I wanted. I didn't know mm-hmm. what path I wanted to go down, but I knew from a very young age, I want to have kids. That's like definitely one of the things in my life that I need to do. That's going to make me feel mm-hmm. complete and whole as a person. But it really drives me crazy that I get told all the time that I'm such a good dad. People tell me all the time, oh my God, you're such a good dad. Like, Matthew's such a good dad. dad. <laughs> that's, well, it's why I'm a, I'm a loving dad. I do for my yeah. kids what I feel they need to. I don't do anything crazy. I pay oh. them the attention they deserve and need. And I, it's crazy to me that people... Does that make sense to you? No, it makes it makes no <laughs> sense. I guess it's still... You know what? I, I'd say it's that older mindset, you know, the like the boomer generation and older where it's okay, the the women take care of the kids and the husband, uh, the men work. And so when they see a dad that's super engaged with their kids, it's just like, well, that didn't used to happen. But I have people younger that still say mm-hmm. that to me. They still it, say that shit. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit because I wonder about their, like, their kids they know, other kids they know, and their parents. And like, do they get attention and love the way they should, you know? Yeah. But it it, it kind of it, it bothers me every time I hear it because I'm just I'm doing what should be done. Period. I'm just I'm not doing anything special or out out of the way or extraordinary. I'm doing what should be done. I'm doing mm-hmm. what should what is I believe is required of me. And that's it. Um so I don't know. Dude, that's such a like people don't understand. People who say that, I'm sure do not understand how fucked up what they're saying is and i'm not saying fucked no, up like they they're don't. a fucked up person they no. just don't understand like that's actually really fucked up yeah that sucks because what you're saying is that other dads you see are not paying attention to their kids are not giving them their time or yeah. not playing with them or whatever it may be that's really I what you're saying mention how many times my wife has told me oh yeah my friend's husband is out um drinking with his friends mind you they have three kids is out drinking with his friends, um, so you know she can't she can't go out, or we have to go over. And then when we go over to the house, my, my you know my kids and my wife, her and her friend, they leave because her friend never gets to go out or do anything, and though and I get stuck with all the kids. Am I I get annoyed by it? Yes. Am I upset? Not necessarily. I am annoyed, but I when it, it happens constantly, but she'll ask, and well, you know what? Go ahead. Even if I'm annoyed, I'll tell her go ahead. Because one, the kids want to play together. And I understand that her husband just, he he spent a whole bunch of their money to build himself a fucking garage so he could show it off and show how manly he is. He has a little man cave downstairs, which is all right, I guess. It's cool. He has a bar and stuff. Really cool. But they had a, a, a birthday party for one of her kids and he was downstairs with all the other fathers drinking (laughs) and Uh the two wives were talking to my two of the wives were talking to my wife and i apparently missed this because i was just tuned out um saying it's kind of funny how all the guys are downstairs drinking and we're up here with the kids well except for your husband it makes me and really actually feel really sad really does like well, one, I'm just I'm not that big of a drinker. I'll, I will, but I'm not. I don't, that big I don't of a drink drinker. at all, so that's never appealing um, to me. Yeah, see, but two, because one, the kids want me around. They, I was talking to um, my friend's daughter because I've known her her entire life, and she was showing me all like the cool like 
like stuff she's doing and i was helping her with her drawing stuff because she's trying to do animation on her tablet oh yeah and she introduced this app to me um called flip a clip and what i guess is like a beginner's animator like app and okay. then i showed her some tricks on another app that she can then install it into the other one and so it was just really cool that i showed her that and she's now like gotten better with animation because she's pretty good and um for like being 11 mm-hmm. and it was just like, but that was a normal interaction. But to see that, oh man, he's so engaged. He's engaged with the kids and he's up here instead of downstairs drinking and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, I, this is supposed to be fucking normal. Should be. I don't, I, I'm not talking I mean, about like heli- helicopter parent. Yeah, not helicopter parenting, but at least coming upstairs once in a while. Even when I went downstairs, I would come upstairs once in a while to check on the kids or to see if my wife was okay, you know? To see, sure. if, you know, she was having a good time. Was she okay? Like, even when we, I hang out with you, I fucking do that. Well, yeah, I, I was, I was gonna say it's been a, a minute, but when we hang out, it's usually our families commingling. We're all hanging out together. The kids are playing. We're playing with the kids. You know, whatever may 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 come about, but it's not like this. Like, I don't know, segregated <laughs> hangout. Yeah. The, you the know? only time I separated from my family completely at your house is to use the debate, use the bidet. God, use my bidet. Bay. Oh, that, you know, <laughs> I put bidet. that on. I put that on the list too. People who don't use a bidet. That's that's going to be an episode at some point. <laughs> I know this is all you, but I fucking love that. It's so good. Uh, it's got to be. It's I. It's on the list. I definitely put it on there because we're going to hit that topic one of these days because. That infuriates me. I don't know why you wouldn't use a bidet. Did you get one yet? Did you ever get one? No. I got, I told you I, I was going to get you one, I think, and I never I, did. I, I got to get one you one. bathroom in my house. I'm, I'm going to get, get you one. a personal bathroom, and I know for a fact my daughter is going to fuck with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my, I just my don't kids want do that. Once in a while. I just they... don't want that at all. Like, I, she already, she likes playing pranks, and she put water in my wife's toothpaste tube. <laughs> what? Water in the toothpaste tube? Uh-huh. I don't know how uh, because it's harmless it. enough cuz it it's harmless. It's harmless, but it also is upsetting when you go to brush your teeth and fucking minty water spills out. <laughs> <laughs> and no, my wife was furious. But my daughter would do shit like that. She um she she did something to the she would empty stuff out too. Don't get me wrong. She does like she would like empty the toothpaste out or like mess with things she's not supposed to. Yeah, all kids do that and say it's a prank but she's a little kid i'm just like at least she wasn't setting the house on fire yeah i, I mean that's she doesn't get to that level it's it's all relative i guess you know if your kid's acting up is acting up but i always yeah i always think that way too like oh, at least they're not you know breaking walls or throwing things through the windows when, when they do well, act up well that's that's the balance isn't it is at least in in the evidence that i have the the wife has to has to overreact the husband has to underreact and then they have to co coincide those two reactions into getting the proper reaction because the wife like yeah she did this on principle this is wrong the husband's like well at least it's not this i think you know i think it's probably not that bad (laughs) i think my wife and i flip like we kind of each take on that role like and we and we switch i guess it depends on the yeah it depends on the situation but sometimes yeah so we we definitely it's the same thing it's always one underreacts one overreacts and then we switch sometimes, though, depending on what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, it's probably not Who super simple as husband and wife. No, but to your point, to your point, yeah, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> but I don't know. That makes me sad to think about, uh, you know, when I think about that that's not it, 
a it just doesn't thing. seem normal. It doesn't yeah. seem normal. My dad worked multiple jobs when I grew up, but he always he was the more sensitive of the two between my mom and my dad. I've seen my dad cry way more and more often than my mom. Um, my- as tough as I thought my dad was, and as tough as my dad is. So, like. He, but he also liked spending time with us. He would try to play the games with us when we can. My love of Batman came strictly from my dad. Um, to this day, anything Batman he loves, even if it's garbage, he loves. <laughs> my my dad was uh, the complete opposite. He was never. He worked. He'd come home. He was. I think he was really battling depression hard, and mm-hmm. uh, it was like basically just leave me alone. Like Got don't it. go near him, or he's gonna flip out and start screaming at you. <laughs> It was rough. So I didn't, I didn't have that, that, so I you can't even say like, it's just uh generational, not generationally, that's the wrong word, but you know, your dad did it for you and now you're doing it for your kids because that wasn't my case. That's not how it went for me. My dad attempted, mind you, my dad and I didn't get along until I was an adult. Right. But so, but we had like, you know, you love, even if you don't like somebody, you love them if they're in your family usually. Sure. And that's kind of how that went. Just like my dad and I, we didn't get along. I put a hole in my in my wall because my dad and I were having an argument because he was clearly wrong and <laughs> was not listening to me, and I got hurt. And then he yelled at me, so I put a, my hand through a wall. Um, and then he got mad at me again, rightfully so, because he had to fucking <laughs> he had fix, to fix it. the wall. That <laughs> <laughs> um, makes sense. But you know, I was also like fifteen, sixteen, and you know, teenagers are just the fucking worst. They are. I'm so. not looking forward to those years. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll we'll go through them together at least. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we can commiserate, you know. <laughs> I'll just be crying every day. Just... <laughs> well, we can cry together. We'll get on the this podcast. Little... <laughs> It'll just be a podcast of us crying together for an hour. <laughs> this little bitch. You don't know what she did. <laughs> she hurt my feelings. <laughs> my son is not my baby anymore. Said I, I wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> told me i was old it's like i know oh my oh my god my kids whenever i say i'm old i get yelled at they go you're not old you're older like, yeah what? my daughter does that too she says the same thing she says the same like, thing that distinction is a thing to you i don't know when i made the transition to feeling older to feeling old but i definitely feel old now <laughs> i'm yeah. definitely there <laughs> Um, and my son, well, actually, they both have a very, they love giving the habit of telling me that I have my dad bod, not saying the words <laughs> dad bod, but talking about my fat belly and yeah, covering too. my nipples if my tank top like moves, like, <laughs> like they'll just like go dad and they'll take the side of my tank top and just pull it over and I'm super <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> like it, the embarrassment never goes away. Yeah. Why would you shouldn't be embarrassed, <laughs> but you are, you still are. <laughs> Yeah, they do like, the same thing to me. They they like to, you know, they come pat my belly and they're like, you're soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have a big belly. I was like, you know, if I if I had abs, you wouldn't be sleeping on me. So <laughs> shut up and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. You want a pillow or not? <laughs> I don't know when that uh, happened either. I really don't no. know when that I you was blink, you're ten years older and you have a gut. <laughs> I know. I was looking at pictures of, of when I first met my wife and I'm like, is that me? I look like I weigh 130 pounds. I'm like this scrawny motherfucker. Can't even believe uh, it's me. I oh, can't, you I know saw what pictures. though? I What's prefer, up? I actually prefer being heavier. I, I didn't like being so super scrawny and lanky and looking. I feel like, I feel better actually having a little weight on me. I feel like I'm I could actually feel that way. 
Well, I well, okay. I'm not saying that I prefer. No, no, no. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not. No, no. I know. I, I'd rather be in the middle. I think I've peaked a few times. <laughs> That's okay. I'd rather be in the middle. But if I had to choose between being like super lanky and scrawny and being a little heavier, you know, we're not. It's not like either of us are obese yeah. or anything. Well, maybe we are clinically, but it's not like we're we're obese. We're just we got that body. Yeah, like you know? we can't move like you said, or get out of bed or something like that. Yeah, if things hurt, you know, it's kind of like, oh man, I forgot something downstairs. I guess I'll go get it in the morning. <laughs> I'm not going back <laughs> down there. You know, stuff like that. See, but, for me, it's, it's oh sorry. I, I've no, never felt skinny. I've never felt skinny in the army. I never thought I was skinny. I, oh sorry. That's a lie. For two months I felt like I was skinny. But not even skinny, I was thinner than I have ever been. I was just straight scrawny. For two months. The army was just like, you have to be 165 pounds for your height. Okay. Mind you, I am 5'6". On everything it says I'm 5'6", except for my time in the army. In the army, for some reason, I'm 5'5", and my foot size is 10 and a half. No, it's not 10 and a half. It's 9. It's 9 and a half. So at 5'5", or 5'6", you're supposed to be 165 pounds, you said? Apparently. Huh. And again, they made me an inch... Uh, um, yeah, they made me an inch shorter. They, that's just all that. Mind you, I went to the doctor. I, every time I go to the doctor, I get self-conscious going, please just, I got it. When they check my height, I got it. They have to check my height. They don't check anything for me. I gotta know. They just ask me, they're like, how tall are you? And what do you weigh? And I'm like, I I don't know. I get, they're like, okay. I just make something up. I get seen through the VA, so I don't have normal doctors. No, it's weird though. Cause they never check me anywhere I go anymore. They used to, but I feel like they never do. Maybe it's because you're white and they trust you. <laughs> <laughs> you go on, they're like, how much you weigh? And you're like, 195. And they're like, no, you fucking ain't. Get on no, that fucking don't. scale. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think I was skinny. And then I saw a picture of myself. Like recently, I saw my picture, a picture of myself. I went, is this picture stretched? <laughs> like, it was my first reaction. I was like, is this stretched? And I looked like, no, I was skinny and my wife looks at me and goes yeah you were really oh, fit i don't I like, like was I, don't I? Like... I i don't think i was i was never fit but i was just super scrawny i don't no, i don't I even was... like looking at photos of myself anymore because every time i look at a photo of myself i feel like i'm just huge <laughs> see i, I know up. i can grow muscle <laughs> i just didn't think i could lose fat so i thought i was just bulky and fat but when i look at the picture no i was not i just wasn't cut but i had the muscles and i was thin and I was like, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware enough to enjoy it. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that makes me so discouraged to hey, work out nowadays because I way, just won't notice no, it. No, 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 fuck that. <laughs> what is it? What is Carl saying? Aqua Teen Hunger Force? You're just going to die anyway. What does yeah, it matter? Yeah, so what's the point? <laughs> the way I look Add at it. Have a few more Fritos. Buy a few true classic teas and call it a day. You know, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking teas that they make for fat guys. Make them look good. Uh, you ever seen those the ads? tall store. I'm only big, not tall. <laughs> have you seen the ads <laughs> for those t-shirts on, on social media ever? I have seen them. They're, they're, it's always like some super hilarious. hot chick. And she sees some really big dude in this t-shirt. And is like, gets super horny and like totally wants the guy. Because he's got on this special (laughs) t-shirt. Whatever. (laughs) You know what? At at this point, commercials, like people want to like look at like movies, like the games like cyberpunk and movies with like the like Robocop with the over-exaggerative sponsorships and commercials and stuff. Look online. (laughs) They are real. This, This is fucking real shit yeah 
These commercials bad. are fucking ridiculous. It's gotten to the point that you could put up a parody commercial on YouTube and people might not realize it's a fucking parody. I, I, I 100%. There's a 100% you can do that. Not a I have a picture mind. somewhere on my my um Google. I, I think it's called it's like um conspiracy theorist da- uh, conspiracy theorist like dating website. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally two people holding each other with tinfoil hats on. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. That's great. That's great. And like that's not a parody though. That was a legit thing that like opened oh, up. I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know what? The, I, I have to figure out one of these niches to get into because that's I'm trying to transition from I mean, I don't want to talk about my my work life, but I'm trying to transition from client work and do like software product development with a friend of mine that okay. I've worked with for a while. And we're, we've got a lot of ideas for pl- platforms or products we want to create. Basically, web as a service, website as a service platforms. But that's what yeah. we really need to do. Get a little niche like that. Figure something out that nobody's doing, like conspiracy theorist dating website. And just put that out there and just get a bunch of idiots to sign up for it. Oh, it's so good. I'm sure there's several flat earth ones out there. Oh, there has to I mean, be. There has to be. I'm sure there's a flat earthers dater. And there's like there's a farmer's one. I mean, how could there not be? The farmer's one almost makes sense because of where they live. Geographic location matters. So it's yeah. funny as it is. And oh God, the sheer fact that you know, you know how there's like black people meet and all those things, and people and really yeah. angry racists get like insensible. Well, they can't do white people meet, which they now <laughs> have done. I saw it yesterday. There is a like a Christian, a white Christian dating well, platform. Also, I want to be clear: you can do that. Nobody's stopping well, you. Nobody's stopping you from doing it. Just don't be racist when you do yeah. it, and understand. Just like we make fun of the black people's meet. Website. Yeah, pe- people can react. Yours. You can do it, but people <laughs> can react as well. You know, you just want to be incensed at the idea. Of course, that you that. Oh well, I'm not allowed to do it. No, you're not. <laughs> We're just gonna say no. You're not. Just you're allowed to, to do everything off. else, fucker. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let like, him have this one. He was like, "Why can't I say the n word?" Okay. <laughs> I can explain to you why, but you don't care. You don't want it. No, answer. of course not. You're just you want to be upset, but. Um, <laughs> um, but there's dumb websites for every, anything. Like as long as you don't limit your imagination to what you can and cannot do, like we just talked about, yeah, you can fucking make it and more than likely get an audience. Yes, yes. I mean that's what the internet. I, I mean that's common, commonly discussed. Here, that's what the internet idea. did. I know, I, I know I shouldn't give you an idea. Oh on, no, on, on a podcast. No, you maybe you should. Um. A a dating website for trolls. <laughs> I'm not even being funny. No, I know, but I love I it. I am dead ass. A dating website for trolls. Because trolls aren't getting any anyway. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen is it's just going to be trolls trolling trolls. So Exactly. It's going to be some. And it'll, be, it'll become a blood sport. Yeah, it'll be some 56-year-old white guy pretending to be a 22-year-old woman. Who's flirting with trolls. who's flirting with another sixty-seven year old dude pretending to be a twenty-eight year old man. Yes, but it's what's it's called centrifugal force. <laughs> it's just gonna be self-perpetuating. Just keep going. It's gonna just constantly keep going, which is gonna make you that revenue. Then some dudes on inner on dudes, dudes or ladies, whatever, who whomever, everyone in between, are gonna be on YouTube making videos about this fuck crazy website where trolls are trolling trolls and it's gonna be like bringing internet blood sports back. You want that to be, be my your legacy. Like I, I don't want that to be my legacy though. 
I don't want people to Wikipedia <laughs> oh, my but, name and but see that. A conspiracy the... theorist website is you okay with that being no, your no, fucking I'm not, legacy? I'm not saying I wanted that to be my legacy. I'm just saying I need an idea like that. It doesn't have to be fucking infuriating or inflammatory. It just needs to be a good idea. That just some... fucking Howard Stern it, dude. Just give up. Be nihilistic in your beliefs. <laughs> just throw it all away. Fuck what my just... Wikipedia page says. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> People can edit that shit anyway. Yeah. Look, oh, if you die fuck. before me, I promise I will fuck up your Wikipedia page. If you I ever mean, get one. Well, can you make one for me then? I'm probably gonna die. I, no, no, because if I make one, it's gonna be disingenuous as shit. You need to make it so I can fuck it up. I, I have a physical uh, <laughs> next next week, and I'm like super worried about it. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm. Just, I feel like I have all kinds of problems. You know what really started bothering me? Like a couple years ago, like right as COVID was starting, I remember I went to see some sort of doctor, or I don't know if it was a checkup or what. They took my blood pressure, and they were like, "Yeah, your blood pressure's a little high." And like a year later, I went back, and they're like. Oh, your blood pressure is a little high. And then like six months later, I went to a different doctor. Like, oh, your blood pressure is a little high. And I was like, oh, was like, hmm, this is becoming a trend. So I'm just waiting for me to go and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, your heart's going to explode. <laughs> Something like that. I'm just waiting. I guess I'll tell I'll, t- I'll let you know next week after I have the appointment. Oh, but, or you just won't show up next week. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe they'll, they'll put me in a hospital in an emergency. But I'm going to go and I'm going to have them pull blood and urine and do, yeah. look at everything. I don't know. Um, I'm I, starting to get to that point. You know, my great my grandfather died of heart disease like young. He was like in his early fifties. Oh, wow. So uh, my, it does run in your Yeah, it does. My, my my you know, my dad's the same age as yours, you know, early sixties now or whatever. Early I don't yeah. even know. Like sixty four maybe. And uh he's taking long, but that was because he knew, you know, he, he knew what happened to his father, so he, he went and you know, he got on meds or whatever and and made sure he addressed it. And I, I need to I want to go and make sure I do that. Now that I have kids, you know, it's like I really do want to stick around and be around for them. I want to, I want to see what happens, you know. Um, during my time, oh, because just to make you maybe feel a little bit better, um, throughout my time in the military, from I want to for at least I'm going to say the last two years, um, going to the doctor, they were doing that's what was happening. Was saying you have really high blood pressure. You have really high blood pressure. Um, and then I got diagnosed with hypertension. Then mm-hmm. a few years after getting out, they were saying, you still have high blood pressure. We might have to me- put you on medication. Um, we ended up finding out before they even did that, that is, I have stress-induced hypertension. I get it. So that makes sense. no matter what my – because I'm out of shape. I am in the worst shape of my life, but I don't have high blood pressure anymore. They, they, they've for the last few years, they've been doing my mind you, it doesn't mean I'm not stressed, right? But whatever was causing that stress, huh, was, was inducing that. And I'm medicated for you know my ADHD and I go to therapy and all these different things, but yeah, you, you have the tools to manage it at this point, yeah, which I didn't have then, right? Um, so you actually may have something more along those lines, even though it runs in your family, so definitely get that checked i'm gonna find out i've always had my pulse has always been high i mean even when i was younger like 18 19 20 i remember trying to go give blood and every time they'd be like are you nervous i'd be like no like are you you sure is something bothering you no your pulse is too high we can't we can't take blood with your pulse this way and um i i had high cholesterol at one point and it was really funny i had high cholesterol they were putting me on meds for cholesterol and then i went in one day and they said um you don't have high cholesterol anymore and i was like oh it came down they're like 
no, they just changed the guidelines of what high cholesterol is. And I was like, so I still have the same numbers, but they've redetermined what high cholesterol is considered. And they're like, yeah, they so now you don't. the fucking goalpost. I was, I was like, well, that makes me feel good about medicine. And they just literally moved the goalpost and said, oh, you're, nothing's changed, but you're okay now. So I, mean, I don't know. Med- medicine I guess- is a is a is a whole, you know, did, will this kill you? Oh, it didn't kill you. So it might work. Yes. Yeah. Like well, especially in the last uh, four or five years, the way the FDA's changed their policies they they went from test 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 make sure it's okay and then release to test a little bit release to the public and see what happens to them and then decide what to do hey for some people and i know this is let's not let it flag us but you know if it's the big c it's usually just that blame it on that i yeah. there are doctors that just blame it on that the first thing they fucking do so yeah that's true yeah. And this isn't me being some kind of conspiracy theorist or anti no, or anything. No. I mean that just I've witnessed like not happen to me, but happen to my family direct. Like I'm in the room with them or something right? saying, oh, it's this or, or, or it could be like, okay, I get it. We all know that it could be this It's hyper contagious. Got it. My son has had this condition for the last four years. He needs this kind of medication. Stop trying to blame it on the thing that just showed up. Because yeah. that will make what he's going through right now even worse. Please get us his medication. Uh, it, medicine's weird these days, too. I mean, well, God, mental health we were talking about earlier is just a disaster. We need to do an episode where we talk about mental health because mental yeah. health is just a fucking mess in this country. It's just – it's crazy. I mean, trying to find a, a, a doctor is, like, impossible. Trying to find yeah, a therapist is impossible. Yeah, the resources just aren't there. And, I mean, I, I personally feel mental health is just as important as physical health, if not in mm. some ways more so to a certain degree. Um, so I don't know, but man, should we, should we wrap it Ooh, up? We've been talking forever. Probably. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I love I talking up. and I feel like I can just keep talking forever, but I feel like if we do that, people are going to just stop listening once they realize the episodes are two hours long. <laughs> You're assuming they're still listening. <laughs> they are. This is just I, a I, long episode because we missed it. We missed. Yeah. You know. I checked the numbers. I checked the numbers. People are, are I don't, still kind of listening. I'm a- I'm afraid. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, if, if, uh, hey, if you guys, if anybody listening has any thoughts or comments on anything we talk about, please feel free to shoot us an email. Uh, you can send it to podcast at and that is why I hate you.com. So it's P O D C A S T at and that is why I hate you.com. I don't know why I spelled out podcast. People know how to spell podcast. If you don't know how to spell podcast, you probably couldn't be able to figure out how to write us an email either. So I'm not really too worried about that. We should have uh, the new website up soon. I got to get it launched and that'll have a regular form on there. Um, but hey, if you're listening, uh, subscribe on Apple Music or leave a review. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you like the podcast, tell a friend about it. If you don't like it, tell an enemy about it. We don't care. Just give us net zero. It's fine. Uh, and uh, we, we're really enjoying doing it. We hope you guys are enjoying listening to it. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, everybody. Man, we talk a long time. We should hide Easter eggs at the end of the episodes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what to say.